Hello everyone and welcome to the Brunton Bugle, the number one podcast dedicated to all things Carlisle United. I'm Lee Rooney. And I'm Dan McLennan. And on this special episode, we'll bring you the instant reaction to the news that Keith Millen has been appointed the club's new manager, ending the two-week search for Chris Beach's replacement in the hot seat. 17 days. I'm going to do that again now, No, I've just put it in as a joke. <laughs> yeah, 17, so. 16, isn't it? No, we day one. on the Sunday. On the Sunday count, day one. Uh, day 17 in the CUFC boardroom and Andrew passes David <laughs> a custard cream. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise you, would it? No. Well, there you go, so yeah. 16 or what 17 16 days whatever you want to argue after Chris Beach was given his P45 United finally appointed the new man in the hot seat after I think it's fair to say a few false starts in the process if some of the whispers we've heard are true Dan Mm. Um, yeah so Keith Millen was was this afternoon unveiled as United's manager no not head coach manager we'll touch on that in a little bit Uh, on an 18 month deal Millen will take charge of the team immediately and will work with the existing coaching staff Uh, we're going to sort of Discuss over this sort of short episode uh, a bit of our sort of initial thoughts on Millen's appointment and actually the process that led to him being appointed because we've got our thoughts on who we thought should have got the role and some of the names that were sort of coming into the process towards the end. Um, but it's a big job, isn't it, uh, for the man who's been charged with getting us away from the trapdoor towards non-league football? Mm, it is. It's uh, And as we're going to look at later, it's not the easiest of starts, is it? No, not at all. He's got a, a bit of a, a tough way to get going at the start, I think it's fair to say. Um, well, let's, let's start then, Dom, talking about the recruitment process. Um, so, obviously, Beach was sacked on the Sunday, wasn't he? And as ever, the uh, the bookies got their markets up very quickly, didn't they? Um, now, as me and you know, both know, what the bookies have, they have a generally a standard template for most clubs in each division, don't they? Basically, what they have, they have a standard template of... If a if a player if a manager gets sacked at League One level, there'll be certain sort of managers will be included in the list. And what they then do is they throw in a few names that maybe have recently job lost jobs elsewhere, and possibly some like club legends down there that they've usually yeah. carried over from the previous list they had on. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, we, we we were not no different really. Where we you know you had your usual ones there. Ziggler Ronaldo was in there. Michael Bridges. You obviously had Danny Granger in there. Obviously, the caretaker's always listed there as well. And yeah. I think a few people rinsed that when uh, Graham Cavanagh got the job, didn't they? I think he was 20 to 1 or something still, wasn't he? Towards yeah. the end. So, um, yeah, um, that started to filter down a bit, though, didn't it? They started to... Some of the very unlikely names, the odds just got higher and higher, didn't they? They were never really likely to get it. Um, the first name that really jumped to be odds on favour, Dan, was John McGreal, wasn't it? Yes. Mm. This, this one was about last week, round about, not, maybe not this time last week, but towards the end of the week, wasn't it? Maybe yeah. Wednesday, Thursday. He suddenly became odds-on favourite and it had clearly emerged that he had been spoken to at the very least, hadn't he? I was speaking to someone. I went down for my FA Cup tickets today mm. at the club and uh, the person I was spoken to had to leave the Tranmere match a couple of minutes early because they had something on. Mm. And as he left, he bumped into John McGreal at his car, mm. and said said to him, 
scouting today, John? And he just sort of laughed. So he was certainly in the mix. There is rumours he was possibly close to it mid to late last week, as the odds yeah. suggested. But then, if that is true, cold feet appeared either on one side or maybe even both. And mm. for whatever reason, it didn't happen. Yeah, the, 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 the suggestions I've heard is that Holzer was actually quite keen on McGrill. And to be honest, he kind of made sense as a candidate to me. I mean, he's mm. managed at this level for a few years. He did pretty well at Colchester, especially working with young players. I think I think he can scratch off his Swindon experience in the yeah, summer I mean, as well. Just, just don't even look into that one, because at that point, they really were a basket case. Yeah. They've obviously sorted themselves out since then. But then they were just a mess. Um, yeah. But the reports I've heard are that, that Jenkins wasn't keen. And one of the issues might be related to the fact that he's... Gen, well, he's managed down south so far. Actually, yeah. he's been living down south for a long time. Obviously, being at Ipswich and being at Colchester. So, I, I think I think one of the problems with that as well is if if you've got a target who plays down south, and say say for instance, John Smith of Gillingham becomes available, mm-hmm. Carlisle offer twelve hundred a week, and Bristol Rovers offer eleven hundred a week. Yeah, a Southern Blaze player is going to go to Bristol Rovers for a hundred quid less. Because it's three, yeah. three, four hours needed to home. Yeah, yeah, you'd yeah. imagine that would be the case. But I mean, that said, I'm sure he had some contacts up north at the very least. It seems you little, would think so. Seems a little bit ridiculous if that was the real yeah. thing. Um, obviously, then it emerged as we were recording last week, didn't it, Dan? That uh, Magrilla pulled out. Um, yeah. So that sort of left us in a bit of a sort of situation where we weren't exactly sure who it was going to be. There was still sort of murmuring so could it be Danny Granger I don't think he was ever realistically in for it to be honest based on what we've heard um, eventually we got down to the two Keiths didn't we Keith Millen and Keith Hill mm. they emerged as the main candidates now Hill was an interesting one because you first thought oh, well are we just going from master to apprentice here <laughs> sorry <laughs> apprentice to master even yeah, yeah. You know, so having been you know Chris Beach's boss when he was at Rochdale it should be noted actually though that Hill's worked with quite a few different assistants, I think at Rochdale, Beach hasn't been was an assistant the whole time. I think he might have only been assistant for maybe two years there, possibly. Yeah, he was, he was just a coach at some point, wasn't he? Yeah, you know. and a youth coach as well. So I'd, I wouldn't read it quite as much into that in terms of the loyalty side of things. Now, when Hill's name was mentioned, some people were like, "Oh God, you know, long ball football. Look what you know ended badly at Tramway despite the good results." But he kind of made sense, didn't he, as a, a potential candidate? I think and. Somebody who knows the division, you know, has, has got out this division twice with, with Rochdale, would, would certainly be able to pick up a few plays of his contacts in like the Manchester area and stuff like that. So it, it kind of is one of the ones you thought, well, of all the names that we mentioned, you could, you could do a lot worse, couldn't you? Yeah. And I, I think a lot of folk were really focusing on how it ended at Tranmere for him last season yeah. when he was released as I got in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And something's clearly went on there, which we're not privy to. Uh, if you look, and when he was at Bolton, it was a bit madcap, wasn't it? You that know, was before so. they got themselves sorted out. So yeah, again, yeah. not one really to take seriously. Really, you, you've only got sort of his Rochdale achievements, which for the size of club Rochdale are, no disrespect, but bloody impressive. You know? Yeah, yeah, really impressive. I, 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 like I said, it's one of those ones, I think, if, if, if you'd gone back to when Keith Curl was appointed, for instance, and instead of announcing Keith Curl, they announced Keith Hill as the new manager. I think most of our fans would have been delighted, wouldn't they? Would have gone brilliant. That's a great appointment. Someone who's done amazing things at Rochdale, playing not too bad at football. You know, the 
yeah, a little bit long sometimes. But what manager isn't? And you know, I think most fans would have been quite happy back then. Now, a little bit of bridge, what runs the bridge even? And people maybe wouldn't have been as keen. I don't know, but but there you go. Um, yeah, obviously Millen emerged. We'll talk more about him in a minute. There's no point in talking too much here. But then another name came up, didn't it, Dan? Yeah. Uh, which one do you want to do first? The the oh, ex manager. No, let, let's let's do the one uh, that everyone was just like, no, God, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Darren Saal of Yeovil from mm. nowhere went quite short in the betting at one point, and there was people thinking, you know, Yeovil are playing tonight as we're recording. We'll be waiting for something to happen mm. after they'd played. And Yeovil fans' reaction was, please, 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 take him, take him, we'll drive him up. Which uh, doesn't board well, you know, they the finished I mean, 16th last year. They're 15th now, aren't they? 15th they haven't won this year, and they haven't won in God knows how many, so... It, it was straight away, like, I mean, that appointment would have, that would have turned the fans... Oh, yeah, yeah. ...totally against the board. And, yeah. I mean... I, I, I don't think it would have been so much against... Sal as a person, it would just, be more more against Sal as where he is in his career, etc. Yeah. It's just the the, the concepts were the wrong word, but you know the it, it's the it's the semantics of the appointment that yeah, was what yeah. would have annoyed people. It would have been like, why the hell? Are we, I mean, it, it's like I don't know, Leeds sacking Bielsa and go for someone who's you know struggling down near the bottom of the championship. Yeah, just yeah. wouldn't make sense, would it? it? It's just bizarre appointment. It would have been. I mean. I'll be honest with you. Even if he was interviewed, I, I, I've got severe reservations about that. If, if, if we've decided to interview Darren Sal for the manager's job, it, it makes so little sense. Yeah, and yeah. I think sometimes too much is placed on how well someone interviews for for these yeah. jobs. Sometimes you've got to be really you, careful. There must have been a reason why he got bet. So whether he's Ooh. applied for it, knowing that it would maybe cost a club money to take him away, we don't know. But, but I mean to go that short that late on mm, it, it, suggests, it suggests he was in the mix it does doesn't it um, I haven't put this in the running order for you Danny but I've got to mention it as well uh, our old friend Mr Clark he put his uh, <laughs> yeah. name into that didn't he I, I, I think uh, Lee Clark who is always mentioned when the Carlisle job comes up I think he's used a, a, fr- a favour from a journalist friend hasn't he well, he's just been was, sacked from a job in the Sudanese Premier League, hasn't he? So. Yeah, there was there was a story in the Football League paper, which is a great mm. little read on a, a weekend, and it was basically, come and get me, I'm available, <laughs> and everyone went, no, thank you, turn the page. You're, you're all right, mate, cheers. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, let's touch on the one that sort of, uh, sort of came up towards the end of last week, and people were like, oh, could I think a lot of people sort of, in terms of betting on this one, we're sort of thinking with the heart rather than the head, weren't they? Yeah, it was a romantic angle, wasn't Indeed. it? Indeed. Paul Simpson, obviously he's left his role. We'll we'll cover that in the X-Blues next week. Uh, this week, sorry. Um, left his role at Bristol City. Now, there's a report he's going to an advisory role at Ipswich or something like that, possibly. Um, but, yep, yeah, people get it. Oh, God, you know, go for him. And obviously Lummy on the radio at the weekend was saying, obviously Lummy knows him well, was saying like, just, just at least speak to him, you know, see if you can get him involved or whatever. And, for me, it's a little bit of a no-brainer for the board to at least speak to him, at least see where he's at and say, do you reckon you'd be keen on this? I know there's some reports that he went for the job again, didn't he? I think, I don't know which time it was, but went in for it and was a bit annoyed about the interview process and how it went. 
Mm. And maybe he's not so keen on coming back for that reason. But I know you've got your reservations. On, 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 on the flip side, some of us are annoyed at the way he left the club. So true, true, yeah. true. But in terms of just a, you know, someone who probably would lift the majority yeah. of fans, or someone who knows the division. Some, something that was also banded about was he could have went full circle and become mm. Dennis Booth because he had Dennis. Going, yeah. Yeah, he had his Dennis boot as his old head beside him. Mm. You you could actually see that in a couple of years if when the time comes again. Yeah. You know, obviously if you're covering for his cancer operation as well, isn't he? Yeah, isn't he? yeah. Although there, there was there was a Bristol Journal did tweet that his departure was nothing health related. So no, no, but I can't imagine it'd be easy going straight back into it. You know, into no, no, full time no, working. No. So. It's one of those ones. And, yeah. But if, honestly, if we decided to stick with Skelton, I would have been quite happy if we at least said, well, Simmer's going to come in and assist him until the end of the season and, or something like that, you know, and let help him in yeah. terms of that sort of thing. But wasn't to be. So uh, from those final threes, it appears that... It did appear, didn't it, at one point of the last day or two that it looks like Hill was going to get the job. But then earlier today, the odds started to... Tumbled, didn't they, on Millen? They started slowly, then around three o'clock they really picked up and he went from sort of three to one to six to four, mm. even money, one to two, and I think he was last at one to twelve and it got suspended, so Yeah, it was And then it, it was literally announced ten minutes later, so Yeah, it was it was always uh, gonna happen at that point. So yeah, there you go, Keith Miller, that's how we ended up with uh, the man in the job. Um Initial thoughts on this one, Dan. Um, what, what's your initial thoughts off the top of your head? Uh, when Beach went, he probably wouldn't have been in the first 50 names I could have said. Yeah. Which, is, which isn't a slight against him. Just I mean, to be no honest. Reason, no reason for him to be. I mean, to be honest, Beach wouldn't have been in the first 100 names. Well, you no, would mentioned no, after Presley, yeah. wouldn't he? So. Yeah. But uh, no, he certainly wasn't in there until his name appeared about a week ago. He sort of appeared in it yeah. uh, he's not got much management experience but he's got a wealth of coaching experience mm. so he's not he's not some sort of novice novice you know and I, I know he's done several caretaker spells which which aren't the same as full-time management yeah. but he knows his way around the training pitch and you know he, he obviously feels as though he's got his own enough knowledge of our league and our squad you know i mean he's he's obviously there was a rumor that as part of the process they had to do some uh what they would do with our squad and you know so he's obviously whether he, i don't know if he's watched the games himself or he's you know they, they can use all sorts of tools these <laughs> it's times. pretty obvious get a striker in as soon as yeah, possible yeah. an experienced centre-back and a striker please yeah because yeah. it's quite funny because i've talked to a couple of folk in the last couple of days and the the consensus seems to be we haven't got a terrible first choice eleven. It just needs a couple of older heads in it. Mm. You know, I mean, going a little bit off topic, but Howard going into goal is just, you know, he's experienced. He talks. He's you know he's not steadied the ship, but he's certainly yeah. you feel a bit more comfortable. And you know, you know, would it be a surprise to see a uh, a Clint Hill or a Anthony Gerrard type come in in January? No, I don't think so. Before January, to be honest. Yeah, but, uh, but... We, we, we could be looking at uh, lists of former Crystal Palace players, etc. Because he's obviously well thought of. But no, he's uh, 
you know, he was, he was never one that would have entered most fans' minds. But uh, as always, me personally, every manager gets a clean slate mm. from me when they come to Carlisle. Even Keith Curl did once. People did, he, did he really? That. Did he, he really? Did for, he did for a couple of weeks, huh? <laughs> a couple of weeks. No, a couple of months, to be fair. Nah, that's but uh, no, no, clean slate. And uh, all we could do is wish him the best of luck because he, he bloody might need it, huh? Yeah. Well, before I sort of give my sort of views on it, let's hear what Mike's got to say. Mike's obviously busy working today, so he wasn't able to join us, but he sent me a little voice note with his initial thoughts. It's, it's hard to uh, comment on him as a manager because he, you know, there's not a lot to go off there. Obviously, he's had his caretaker spells, but obviously they often happen when someone else has been sacked. So it's uh, wouldn't be fair to comment there. But it seems to be a decent coach. Probably has good contacts. Does he? know a lot about this level i don't know um but i've got reservations about him being mates with holdsworth like will holdsworth be able to sack him if needs be or will we have him for longer than maybe we should have if, if things aren't going right i don't know interesting point there from mike at the end i'll i will get onto that in just a second actually before i after i give my views um my initial thoughts are um just not very an inspiring appointment to be honest. It's and it, it kind of feels like. I think they've probably avoided a bit of a hand grenade in appointing Salah's manager. I think that would have been off the charts. The reaction to that would have been astronomical. I think it, it, it's a good job on away on Saturday is all you would say for that one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think of the final three that it seemed to be down to, just getting off the odds and stuff like that. Hill's probably the one that would have got the best reaction, I think. Most people would have gone, done pretty well at this level in the past, good contacts, you know, maybe slight reservations over the whole, oh, he'll just be in like another beach. But I think most fans probably would have got got their head around that one, I think, eventually. Um, it just, it, it's just meh, isn't it? It's just, I, I don't yeah. know. It's kind of like, I, I totally get that he's a, he's a decent coach and he's, he's reportedly very good at working with young players, mention that uh, when we talk about some of the pros and cons but his, his record as a manager at Bristol City was pretty dreadful and his record in his last job he just had in Sweden wasn't good either it's I know it's a, it's a totally different setup and stuff like that but it, it doesn't in, in the main role it doesn't overly inspire you basically is my, is my first loss like you I'll, I'll, I'll back him and I'll give him as, as much support as I can but it, it doesn't 100% fill me with confidence mm. it, it, it strikes me of we're trying to do exactly the same as what we did with Beach and pick someone who's a bit different someone who works well with these younger players rather than actually just picking a good manager That that's the bit that, come, that, that, that worries me a little bit Let, just a couple more things before we talk about the pros and cons Dan um, touching on something Mike mentioned at the end of the there about uh, obviously being Holdsworth mate so to speak Um a lot of fans in their reaction, I'm looking online on social media and stuff, are already using the jobs for the boys. Because they played together at Watford in the late 80s. Exactly. As you uh, spotted uh, last week, uh, when, you, when we were messaging, weren't you, when his, his name first emerged, you messaged me and said, they played together for Watford for a few years. And you thought, oh. Yeah. Now, Holdsworth has said on the official website that he hadn't seen him in over 20 years. Not 100% convinced by that one myself, but if that's what he says, that's what he says. I, mean, I, I, I think by that he means not as in to stop and have a proper catch-up. Yeah. Because the law of football, when you're in these roles, you're bound to have bumped into each other at a match or, 
you know, even if your own teams are playing each other or something, you know, it's you would think, wouldn't you? You you would do, you would do. Um, yeah, it's it, it's noticeable the fact that the photo on the official website is Nigel Clibbins with Millen and not David Holdsworth. Yeah, David, you, why are you not on that picture? You, considering David Holdsworth's the man who's led the process from the start, all by all accounts, who's the one who's taken the names. Well, to the well, well, well. I'm just going to interject here. Go on. Kiosk in their briefing mm. mentioned that. Nigel Clibbins was leading the process, managing the process. What I think is it's a combination of the two in that Nigel Clibbins as chief executive has probably organised times, dates, yeah. places, yeah. interviews. David Holdsworth as director of football has probably gathered the long list into the short list. Yeah. Then sat down with the, bo- the, bo- the board and the chief exec. I think... I thought that was a bit uh, cheeky of Kiosk, the way the... Yeah. Especially considering Holtoff was the one who was basically saying he yeah. was leading the process. It's a little bit a little bit naughty, that. But, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I, I think it probably is going to be a little bit harsh on Millen to say his job for the boys. I'm sure he gave a good interview and I'm sure he impressed yeah. the thing. But the simple fact is that tag's there now and people are already saying it. Mm. And it's going to be very difficult for him to shake off. If he goes in a bad run and there's Holtoff sat in the stands... And we stick with him for too long. As, let's be honest, we did with Beach. Beach should have been sacked right. probably two or three weeks before he was. There's an argument he should have been sacked towards After the end of Sutton. last season. To be honest, because I don't know people use the COVID excuse, but some of the excuses we've coming out with and some of the performances weren't great, COVID or not. So there's an argument we, we stuck with Beach for too long. Mm. We can't afford, if things go wrong with Millen, to stay with him for too long. I hope they don't, but we, that's one thing. We've got to be very, very careful with, haven't we? Yeah. In this process. Yeah. The the job title, Dan, we mentioned that just earlier on in the episode. Um, he's manager. He's not head coach. Mm. Um, interesting I, twist. I don't think there's too much in it, personally. Possibly not. Possibly not. Because, as David Holdsworth was at pains to point out several times recently, Chris Beach picks the players. David Holdsworth then negotiates for those players. Yeah. And that was that had been the script from day one. Maybe it's just Millen's more of a traditional, you know, and said, I'd like to be called manager, please. Yeah, maybe because he's a little yeah. bit older, a little bit more experienced, yeah, and has yeah, had been manager yeah. before. He said, I want to be called manager. Yeah. Maybe he does yeah. want a little bit more power on those sort of things. Maybe they just feel it's... It makes more sense to call him that, and or maybe he wants to be in on the on the negotiations alongside Holdsworth, or oh, and it know. might 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 be a sort of training ground thing as well. Maybe to, to put a bit more authority. Yeah, you, you've in front got of the, the impression that Chris Beach would maybe do the initial meeting, but when it came to money, he just walk out the room type thing. Yeah, but I think with with the current squad, I do wonder if it's a thing where maybe he's looking at it and thinking, I want to have a bit more authority over these players. Yeah, maybe yeah. feel that Beach didn't because yeah, he's head yeah. coach rather than manager, and he says, "Well, I'm manager." Yeah. Basically, I make final decisions on stuff, whereas yeah. maybe the players before thought we could just go to Holtz <laughs> above the head coach's head. Um, it's just maybe that's just the way it is. We we don't we don't know that one. It'll be interesting to see if um, John Coleman or James Phillips ask a question about that one. I think it might be yeah. worth yeah. looking into. Um, interesting quote in the press release as well. There from uh, Andrew Jenkins, wasn't there? Saying we feel he has the approach to, uh, that our players will respond to. I mean, we didn't expect mass changes anyway, did we, in terms of no. 
players going on it, 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 it wouldn't happen till January anyway. What no. what the squad have got is two months to prove their worth before yeah. January comes. Yeah, definitely. So it it, it does suggest they they've, they've looked specifically for a manager who maybe can work with a, a squad like the one we've got with, yeah. with younger players rather than just looking for the best possible manager. So you could probably look at that as a positive, I guess, maybe. It's a bit more yeah. thought-led process, really, rather than just going with who's the best available. Um, let's quickly touch on some of the pros and cons and some stats then, Dan, before we uh, finish up. Um, I picked out a few pros and cons here. You might have some of us that you might want to share. You might disagree with some of these. In terms of pros, um, he's generally a well-liked person at his former clubs. You know, Even at Bristol City, after his poor managerial spell there, he's still a well-liked character, isn't he? He was an assistant, I think, and a youth coach there for a while, and obviously a player. Yeah, does, uh, especially Palace. You, you you know some Palace fans, don't you? Yeah, well, he's a very well-liked person. One, one of our regular listeners, Brian, messaged us earlier. He listened, he listened to a lot of football podcasts and... One of the Bristol City podcasts did a really long interview with him over the summer. Uh, yeah. When this is out, we'll dig, we'll dig for it and retweet it, and I think that'll probably give quite a good insight into what sort of a bloke it is. And yeah, my my mate uh, Carl is a big big Crystal Palace man, very well connected down there. He says yeah. he's he's meant to be a really really well liked A one type of bloke. You know, could that be too nice for a manager? We'll see. Oh, you, you, you're jumping ahead to be cons there, Dan. Steady on, steady <laughs> on. Um, but yeah, he's reportedly a very good coach with young players as well. I think that's something at Palace that was spotted, wasn't it, in his assistant role and in yeah. the academy there. He's, he's someone who's... Because there were quite a few young players come through down the years, haven't they, at Palace? And yeah, I think he's yeah. well, well thought of in the way he coached them. So, it, you know, if that's the way we're continuing to go in terms of our uh, philosophy, then someone like that, I suppose, makes sense to get in, doesn't it? Um I suppose, in a sense, it's a clean break, not someone on the managerial merry-go-round, is it? It's yeah, very, I'd, agree, I'd agree with that, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's very similar, in a sense, to, in a weird way, almost to Keith Curl, isn't it, actually, when you look at it? in Manager, manager had, uh, well, one club for him, Curl was at a few clubs, didn't do that great, went off and became an assistant at a, a London-based club, funnily enough, um, and then actually has, has come back into doing coaching on, or managing on their own. I would um, say more prove. akin to Presley than Curl. Maybe Presley had, had a few clubs as a coach though, hadn't he? But I think I'm thinking more he's like he's also been abroad, which Stephen Presley had been. That's true. That's true. That's I suppose there's a mix of the two, really. Which isn't is it, one sense. one of one of your further pros you're about to come to. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, so it's, I think it's a bit of a mix of the two, isn't it? Almost you'd say because uh, if you look at it, Curl had that long gap between being manager in two spells. I think Chester and us was about. Eight years, I think it was, wasn't it? I think between the two, because he sacked his Chester manager, wasn't he? Curl after yeah. we beat them five, you know, I think, in two thousand six. Um, so yeah, that it, it's one of those ones. He's not a manager of merry-go-round one, which is, you know, I always like that. But then again, it's not always a bad thing to go back to the manager of merry-go-round if there's someone mm. there who's good enough. Um, we, as we said before, plenty of contacts, hasn't he? At top level clubs by all accounts, because he's well liked people maybe are more likely to do him a favour and lend him a player and stuff like that. So there's one, another one there. And uh, the final one I've sort of picked out here is uh, he's tried different things. I mean, you, you sent me an article, I think it was on the ITV website, wasn't it? Uh, that, mm. About his move to Sweden. Obviously, he did that two years ago. I didn't realise he was actually been there that long. He went originally to be assistant manager at uh, Halmstad. I think one of those sort of clubs that 
a lot of English play or English coaches and players go to, don't they? And get involved. Roy in Hodgson like, effect, wasn't it? Roy Fox, Hodgson effect there, yeah. And I think them and uh, Ossersons, isn't it? Where obviously Brian Wake's uh, been at. Um, yeah. they, they've got quite close links with English contacts. So, and obviously then he had his job at that uh, club that I'm not even going to dare to pronounce. Uh, maybe I'll have a try later if you want to have a try, Dan. Um, but yeah, he's tried different experiences and you never know. He might have spotted a couple of you know, unpolished gems out there, you know, that you can... Uh, do, do you mean Orgrite? Orgrite, there you go. That's uh, yeah. that's what we'll go with. Sounds right, doesn't it? Sounds about right, yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's pros there. I mean, look, you, you could probably do a lot worse than him. I think Sal would have been a lot worse of appointment in that sense. Um, in terms of cons, um, as we mentioned this before, reportedly, one of the reasons he struggled to get managerial roles in the past is that he's too nice. And there's a feeling that he's not quite ruthless enough mm. to be the main man. He's a great coach and a great, you know, sounding board for a manager, but maybe not the right guy to, at the moment, we're in a difficult situation that we haven't got many experience heads in our squad, so it's difficult for a manager to come in to rip into the place. So in a sense, that might be a good thing that he's nice, that he's going to come in and maybe try and just boost the confidence rather than tear into them. Like a Sheridan type would, for instance, maybe. <laughs> I mean, could you could you imagine John Sheridan with this squad? I think he'd he'd be in one day and out the next. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, that that's that's one concern there. Is he too nice for the job? Not sure, not sure. Um, his managerial record in full time and caretaker roles has pretty much been dreadful, hasn't it? Dan? that's that's is, one is, big. Concern. He's around that sort of thirty three percent mark, which is very similar to Presley to Beach. Yeah, but. Six of those spells in English football, anyway, were as caretaker, yes. and I always think you can't really judge on a caretaker spell. It's a tough one, is it, to to judge a caretaker? I think it's fair to yeah. say. Um, I mean, he he did well in his second caretaker spell at Bristol City, which led to him getting the job full time. But then he was just so so there, wasn't he? I mean, he, well, looking at his record here, fifty seven games, eighteen wins. Twelve defeats and sorry, twelve draws and uh, twenty-seven defeats. Yeah, yeah, he's lost pretty much half of his games in charge. Yeah, um, so he's not even getting draws there. I mean, his record in Sweden not not massively great. Even his last job, twenty-six matches, seven wins, five draws, and fourteen defeats. So he's lost more than half of his games there. But to be fair. It was bang in the middle of COVID, that so it probably wasn't ideal for him. No, no, it would. I imagine yeah. it'd be tough for him. I imagine it'd be tough, um, especially being uh, the Englishman abroad type thing. Yeah, so it, it can't yeah. have been easy that. But there again, you know, you back yourself as a manager, and you know, yeah, yeah. the results. It's you know, it's just the way it is. As we mentioned just there, obviously, he was sacked from his last job in Sweden with a record that was actually poorer than Beaches. <laughs> so yeah. uh, it's a little bit one of those ones. And I, I know all managers are going to fail at some point in their career. It's, it's inevitable, isn't it? You're not, not everyone's going to be a Sir Alex Ferguson or a Pep Guardiola. So, you know, you, you're going to have to take that sometimes. You're going to have to have a chance. Um, another point, I mean, as much as he's coming into only second full-time EFL manager role, he's 55 years old. He's not young. He's not some up and coming coach that's come out of nowhere. I mean, he, I mean, to arguably Beach wasn't he? Beach was what forty five when you appointed him. You know, it's not like a it's not like appointing a Danny Granger, is it? I suppose, or yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Or even a Paul Simpson when he first got the job with us. Yeah, yeah. It's it, 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 even a, I mean, Neil McDonald was what forty, I think, when he got the job with us as well. It, it, it's it's a lot older. It, it's not. Yeah, it, it's one of those ones you think. Yeah, mm, yeah. We, we, 
is it arguably as big a risk as going with someone who's younger and got fresh ideas and they're new? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, his last manager role was over a decade ago in the EFL at Bristol City. So, yeah. Um, judging by the initial reaction as well, Dan, not getting the fans on, back on board initially. I don't think there's too much... I don't think it's towards him. It's more no. towards the process and the and the, the David Holdsworth and the board, isn't it? Yeah, very much so. That's that's yeah. the issue fans have got. It's, it's I, 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 I think most fans will give him benefit of a doubt, you know, because, like I say, it's you've got to give a manager a clean slate when he comes in, unless you have a, a, a certain reason to have an intense hatred of him and. I can't think of any possible reason why any Carlisle fan would have an intense dislike of Keith Miller. No, so, no exactly. You know, it's, uh, we, all we can do as fans is wish him luck and you know get behind the team. Yeah, definitely. Um, and as the final sort of Connor mentioned here, big question over what his knowledge of League Two is. I know he'll obviously done his little bit of research in terms of getting the job in terms of the interview process, but he's not been in England for two seasons. He's not really been involved at this level for quite a long time it's mm. I, would, I would i'd seriously question they did, they did, i think it was uh andrew jenkins did suggest that they were impressed with his knowledge though so he's maybe one mm. of those who does keep his, his eye on the ball well there you go maybe, maybe will maybe will then um just to round up dan let's look at the task in hand for the new gaffer um upcoming fixtures make it a very tough start for him there don't they that's the first thing you think when you look at these games. I mean, first up, this weekend, a team that I predicted would struggle a bit this season, and I look a bit stupid now, don't I? Ditto. A <laughs> bit, bit, bit like um, Mike with his uh, trammate to struggle prediction. Um, yeah. Northampton Town, away from home, currently in third place. And on, on a good run. On a really good run, yeah. That that that's that's not not a bit of a baptism of fire. I think it's fair mm. to say that one. I mean, is is touch wood? He's got a gimme the week after. Well, even that you he should have. You should. He should. I'm horse in the FA Cup. But that's a banana skin, and as a yeah. new manager, I'd be looking at that thing. Oh Christ! The last thing, last thing I want is what what you should be saying to the team in that in that game is, let's get a nice early lead here and just kill the game off quickly. No, no panicking. No, just sitting back, whatever. Let's get at them early on and get that get a goal in the first 10 minutes, get a second in the first 20 minutes and then calm down and then you can just play your game and then you can try different things out at that point, can't you? Yeah, and then it's uh, the big one. Yeah, I mean, they're only 13th place, Barrow, but they're doing pretty well this season. You know, they've been up round about the playoffs, they've sort of dropped I've, off a little bit in recent weeks. It's, it's more about who we're playing and what it means, yeah. doesn't well, it? I saw, saw a tweet from them today. They've sold 900 tickets already for the game. I mean, bear in mind the, the game's still, what, two and a half weeks away. You know, there's every chance they're going to sell 1,500 for that one. So, Ooh. Uh, to be fair, that's that's more that's about half their average attendance. Isn't well, it? yeah, yeah. It's only a small club, aren't they? Um, and then the remaining three fixtures in uh, November... You've got Exeter away. Which is somewhere we never do well at much, is it? No, I mean, Richard Offiong's night of uh, night of memory aside. <laughs> um, they're in fourth place, so they're doing really well. And Harrogate at home, fifth place. I mean, you'd hope if we'd maybe put a couple of results together by then, we can be a bit more confident going to that one as a home game. But they're having, they're having a brilliant season. They really yeah. are. And then finally, Walsall, who've picked up a little bit of form the last few games, I think. Uh, they're in 14th place when we play them uh 
think that is that a Wales at home? I'm not 100 percent actually. I put, I put uh, a way on the list. I think it's a way. Possibly, uh, it's uh, it's no. I think it's I think it's at home. I think you're right. Actually, yes. I miss Harrogate at home because I'm on holiday. And I've just remembered. Yes, it is at home because I miss. Yeah, that. I, I I come back the day before also. Well, you're going to be our correspondent for that game then, Dan, because I'm missing that game as well because I'm at a gig in Edinburgh that night. So, right. so there you go. So we'll be. Uh, well, you'll be the one telling us how things went and yeah. whether it's milling out by then or milling is our saviour. Yeah. Um, you'll never know. I think that's about it, Dan. I don't think there's a huge amount else yeah. to, to cover this episode. Anything else you want to say about the uh, new gaffer? No, just like I say, uh, as always, clean slate. Wish him the best of luck. Uh, we have, whilst we've been setting up this quick episode, we've contacted a couple of other people in football and we're hoping to get a couple of five-minute interviews on his appointment for the uh, proper episode later in the week. Absolutely. And what we'll do as well is when we post this up on Twitter and Facebook, we'll also uh, post like a, a tweet and a Facebook post asking you for your views and we'll share a few of those on the episode um, later this week as well. Um, probably be quite a packed one, that one. We, we won't, maybe won't focus too much on Northampton themselves or maybe we'll try and trim a few bits back. Yeah. I mean... To be honest, you the Oldham review bit's going to be very short because there's not much to talk about yeah. it, really. We might even bin that off for one week just to, to cover a few bits like this. So, yeah. um, so there you go, Dan. Uh, thanks for joining me. Um, and like, I hundred percent agree with you. Wish Keith all the best. Jan, really, really hope you can uh, turn things around quickly and get us moving up the table uh, before Christmas, and uh, then we can have a real good go at it in the second half of the campaign. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks as usual. Actually, obviously we didn't mention this episode because we it's not really a normal episode, but thanks again to the London brand who are sponsoring us this season and helping us out with our hosting costs. Uh, remember, you can subscribe to the podcast uh, on all good podcasts, after Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, anywhere like that. And uh, remember to give us a review as well on any of those apps if you can. Uh, we had some really good reviews in lately. We're really, really pleased with it. Um, we'll also, uh, finally, we'll get around to posting that uh, supporter link as well thing. So what you can do basically is just chop us a couple of quid if you want. You know, We're not demanding it. We're not expecting it. We just think it would be really helpful if you could. It would help with some of our stu- online studio costs and things like that, basically. It would be really great if you could. Uh, we're on all the social medias, uh, Twitter, at Brunton Bugle, Facebook, just search for Brunton Bugle, and we're on the Be Just On Fear Not Facebook group, and obviously on the message board, thecrumbians.net as well. And uh, I think that's about it, Dan, isn't it? We'll yeah. also be back later in the week to preview the Northampton game and uh, look ahead to Keith's first game in charge and try and set... Well, it's going to be very difficult to second guess what team he'll pick, you never know, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. Dan, thanks once again for joining me. Thanks everyone for listening, and up the blues. Up the blues. Up the blues.